what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Two. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling. Hello and welcome to another edition of Broken But Glorious Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host for the week, Nick Davey. Uh, sadly, no Chris Lappin or Lance Rivera this week, so I'm delighted to be joined by Sam Virgo. Hi, Nick. Long time no speak. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how have you been? Um, I'd like to say we've all been good, um, but we know that it's been tough during the pandemic. Um, finally see that light at the end of the tunnel now, I think. Things opening back up and Freedom Day on the horizon. Um, lots of wrestling to watch as well, as always. Absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. Certainly the better times are ahead and Hopefully soon there we'll be, we'll be seeing wrestling in, in the UK as well. We'll see soon the States starting to have their live shows next month. So hopefully, fingers crossed, very soon we'll all be back in packed arenas in, in the UK as well. Sharing a beer over Riptide. Absolutely, yeah. So for our listeners, yeah, I do actually know Sam on a personal level as well. Uh, met actually, funny enough, to our, an ongoing joke uh, on our podcast, I was mentioned that I was at WrestleMania New Orleans, but so were you. That's where we kind of sort of officially sort of met and then yeah since then seeing each other at Riptide shows and um, both have a passion for non-league football as well you Worthing supporter and Burgess Hill Town supporter sadly Worthing there's, a lot a, better. there's some friendly friendly rivalry between us two I think in non-league terms yeah um, your story about Wrestlemania it was crazy the fact that you know flew all the way over to America just in the line oh where are you from oh they're just here, Worthing. I live twenty minutes up the road. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. No, well, as I say, anyone who anyone who supports Sussex normally, I think you can easily strike up a conversation. I can't imagine it's going to get very heated as well, uh, unless, of course, you're Worthing and Bogner. Is it Bogner your fierce rivals? Oh, you, you can't can't say that name. No, can't say the name on the show. <laughs> um, but um, also to our listeners, so Sam actually uh, joins us from uh, new platform Grapple Theory. Um, so I don't know if you want to sort of just give that a bit of the other listeners a bit of a, well, yeah, a bit of a promote there to, of your grapple theory. Sure. So, um, platform grapple theory, we wanted to sort of focus on the stories that aren't sort of widely recognized by, um, the media and focus on a lot of independent talent on the British scene. Um, four mates, long standing wrestling fans all got sort of different unique opinions. And that's why wrestling is so appealing to many. Um, the website is grapplethery.com. Lots of different articles on there. Um, our latest one's just gone up with uh, with Cassius. Um, we've done a few interviews on our YouTube as well, which is at Grapple Theory. Twitter's the same, at Gra- Grapple Theory. We've had um, interviews with Luke Jacobs as well, as Mike Bailey um, and Mariah May. So we started off quite strong. and um, We've got some up-and-coming interviews over the next sort of weeks and months. Really just a case of um, expanding the wrestling socials. Um, obviously, yourself, you've kind of given us a lot of inspiration. And it's nice just to come on and uh, chat a bit of wrestling with, with yourself, Nick. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, I think you've actually led there. It's so, it's so great with, well, especially on the UK scene, having so many sort of unique opinions from from everyone. Now, that's why I, I really went for th- when I 
sort of started to go on the indie scene. It would have been sort of pro when they went to progress sort of about five years ago or so now when I first started to go up just shy of, well, just over five years ago. It, it, it's the one thing that's always stood out for me in UK wrestling. And you get it with all these podcasts as well. It's just the general passion that everyone's got for it. Um, you know, it's, it's easy for like, like uh, it's easy to get carried away in the negativity of, Oh, well, don't always book this. Don't always book that. Bloody, bloody, blah, blah, blah. But I think, the number one thing is everyone's got in common is just general. Everyone has that general passion for the for, for what is just a fantastic. Well, when you go to, well, depending on what time you go, but a fantastic afternoon or fantastic evening. Absolutely, and depending on you know if you're there live or you're watching on the TV, you'll always find something you enjoy. And as we know, always something you don't enjoy about a show. Um, but that's that's fine. You know, at the end of the day, you're tough pressed to find a show that's got five star matches from top to bottom. Absolutely. No, I couldn't agree more. And um, yeah, so I've seen some um, very good articles as well. One one, one that I liked as well was sort of promotions to check out when wrestling returns. Uh, could you maybe go into a bit more of that for some of our listeners who maybe have not read the article? But, um, or, uh, but yeah, some of our listeners who are listening out there, that, yeah, as I say, may, some shows that they may wish to go to. Yeah, so again, you can check out that article on our Twitter, on our website, which I've mentioned. Um, Jamie Walker, he's one of the members of our group. He wrote that, um, took sort of inspiration on the lesser-known promotions or promotions that um, deserve to be mentioned more in the terms of just their quality, you know, storylines, um, wrestlers, just general match quality. There's a lot out there. You don't have to watch mainstream wrestling to enjoy it. Um, there's lots of fans that just stick to the mainstream. Um, there's others that just stick to the independence, which is fine. Um, but I think, you know, as a wrestling fan, you need to get as much variety as you can. Um, because something might surprise you. Um, in terms of, you know, being unexpected at a wrestling show, you're hard pressed to get, get shocks. Um, but in, in the article about, um, Riptide's top matches, uh, I won't sort of spoil the article, but there was a, a moment where Pac, Return, um, returned and was a mystery opponent for Car- Carmen Noir. And, you know, that was one of the best moments at a live show. And, you know, to travel sort of 10, 15 minutes on the train up the road, see that quality of match in that sort of small, intense environment was just brilliant. I don't know if you were at that show, Nick. I don't want to, I do want to, I do want to say it, but no, sadly I wasn't. It was on the day as well at lunchtime. I was browsing the tickets going, oh, it's one of the classic case of do I do I not? And in the end, I think it was in the height of summer as well. And then I think it was the case of going into a, a beer garden seemed a bit more appealing at the time. Uh, and then when I saw the results come in, I think it served me right. So, um, yeah. Uh, so moral of the story, if you're ever unsure about going to a wrestling show, just bloody go. <laughs> yeah. The moral of the story there. But, uh, no, I mean, like to say, there's Riptide again. It's, it's been one of my favorite promotions. I've, I've gone, like you said, gone from day one. And yeah, there's, there's, there's been some cracking moments. One, the one that will always stand out for me was the very first main event was when it was Will Ospreay versus, uh, Shane Strickland. Obviously, two listeners, Isaiah, Isaiah uh, Scott now on NXT. Just really, really great, man. Just as well, when you're that close to the ring as well, you really do sort of appreciate just how, well, as well, how, how sort of fit some of these wrestlers are, how the cardio and everything, uh, how they get around. Oh, 100%, I agree with you. I mean, in terms of the Brit Rest community, we have got something special, you know, in terms of the wrestling quality and the variety of promotions. The other promotions we sort of mentioned in that article, the likes of Wrestle Carnival, um, Catch Pro Wrestling, um, also White Wolf Wrestling, who are over in Madrid. 
yeah. as well as Triple uh, W as well. So there's quite a lot of different variety and promotions that you may not be aware of that is well worth sort of checking out. Absolutely. Well, we've even got um, Chris, who um, Chris obviously is our. He, he always goes to Wrestle Island. Lance, obviously, we've got Lance, the Playboy Prince of Professional Wrestling, who's uh, he, obviously a very fantastic competitor. Um, and that I'm sure if they were on here, they would obviously sing the praises of many wrestling promotions, especially in the northwest of the country. Um, again, this is why it's so great. We're both from obviously down south. We're talking about Riptide being in our home county. But um, again, there's just uh, again. I think this just goes out to all our listeners around the UK. If you if you if you ever want to go to a show, just go to your your local to your to your, to your local town that's got a show on. Especially, and I think above all as well, given that many promotions they're going to really, really, really need the support when they when they do come back. Hopefully, uh, uh, in the sort of late summer months when we see them all back at these promotions, get down there, buy the beer, and just enjoy the show or the soft drink and. Uh, as I say, you, you won't be disappointed as well. I think just to sort of uh, echo your thoughts and feelings there, Nick, as well, like if you're alone, you know, you want to go to a show by yourself, you will meet people there with a common interest. You will get chatting to people that, you know, enjoy it as much as you. So again, don't let that put you off. Um, obviously, that's the beauty of wrestling forums and social media as you, as you can chat to people um, and strike up great friendships through wrestling. Um, oh, yeah, so yeah that, that's one thing that I'll say is like just even if you're alone and you don't have mates that want to go, just go because you'll meet people there that have that sh- that shared interest. Well, exactly. I mean, me and yourself meeting uh, Brad. It was through. It was generally through wrestling. It wasn't for obviously I don't know if football came on as another subject, but uh, no, exactly. You you will meet you'll meet some very good people there and. That's the thing I know. Look, when I the one thing I always, especially with progress when I first started to go, I always just loved all the morals about everyone's welcome uh, to the show. Same with Riptide, everyone's well. It's almost it's a safe space uh, for people, people who struggle with everyday life, and it's it's, it's a nice time to go and let off some steam, as you say, meet people and just in. in enjoy what we all love and that is professional wrestling and there really is just nothing better than watching a a wrestling show and like I say I think yeah the atmosphere when I have a guy that's one thing that's always just really stood out just how friendly and how warming everyone is when you go to these shows couldn't agree more Nick Uh, but um, as I say um We'll, we'll see with them with your sort of grapple theory you may, you saying about there's hopefully going to be in the f- near future uh, you're potentially going to be going to a podcast like like ourselves yeah so there's a, as I mentioned before there's a group of four of us that are doing it um, we all sort of have aspirations of doing a podcast a lot of the time it comes down to actually finding the time to record and edit and I'm sure that you face yeah. those, those <laughs> issues and problems as well um, Especially no, during I mean, a major a major football tournament as well doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you hear some silences throughout this podcast, it's because currently Croatia and Spain are in extra time, <laughs> and there's uh, only seven minutes left. Absolute thrilling game. Spain currently five three up. I was going to say it's probably a good thing actually. Lance isn't on tonight because uh, uh, usually about. The, the amount of times you go off in tangents and it ends up just even when we're not even on the subject of football it ends up into a big debate he's a big Man United fan I know you're a big Chelsea fan I'm just a little old Brighton fan but yeah I think it's a good thing Lance isn't on because I think we'd have a very very uh, I think Chris would be pulling his hair out because we'd be going on a very big tangent and talking about I think football would probably overtake the wrestling talk so yeah we don't want people to switch off so we'll get back to the wrestling <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but no, again, where you can, again, to our listeners, you can find it at grapplefeary.com. Uh, we will put the link as well um, to our listeners in our podcast description, as well as link to your YouTube channel and also to your grapplefeary at gmail.com email address as well. So, um, and as I say, hopefully we can have a bit of a partnership as well going forward. Oh, 100%, um, mate. We're, we're always open for sort of new writers as well and looking for unique sort of articles like yourself. So the more we can share, the more we can communicate as a wrestling community, um, the better for everyone. And what we are, what we are looking for as well, um, we always, I don't know if you've, if you've seen, but every, when we have our sort of anniversary show as well as our big Christmas show, we always like to have big quizzes and we have like to have special guests on to take part in the quiz. Um, me and Lance are a very good, formidable team. So maybe if you and, you and Brad or you or you or Jamie want to come on and challenge us, uh, yeah. Oh, 100%. We'll, we'll, put, we'll, we'll put our tag sure. titles on the line. <laughs> No, I definitely get some uh, some silverware in the grapple furry cabinet. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is Ethan Kelly. You are listening to Broken But Glorious. Want to obviously more of uh, some wrestling news as well. We're talking about all the positive in wrestling. There was some sad news this week, which we we don't like, and sadly we've seen it a, a, a fair bit over the last few months, and, and indeed throughout the pandemic. But there was sadly more WWE releases uh, this week. Um, coming out that was announced. Um, so um, I believe there was yeah there was five more superstars that were what were sadly let go. So it included um the, it included the Bollywood boys. Um, so Sunil Singh and Samir Singh, um, Marina uh, Shafir. Uh, again, I'm going to be quite hard at pronouncing some of these names. Uh, Arturo Ruaz and Kurt Stalin were all released um, this week, and I think there was actually some. I think there was actually a few more as well that Tony released. Tony think, needs got let go. Didn't yeah, they? I think they released it in different sort of batch. I think they were the first fight. Oh yeah, then yeah, Uriah, uh, so Davari was then released. Uh, yeah, you're right. Tony Nice was the least. Killian Dane released. Fandango so, went as well. Fandango and um, and uh, Tyler Breeze, Bree, Breezango. Uh, the one that really, really upset me and annoyed me. Uh, Ever Eyes uh, going as well, given how great they've been on NXT program in my opinion um, but yeah so some more really really talented names going um, whilst the kind of good news is I suppose compared to sort of the announcement last year that we are heading in the right direction in, in all around the world in terms of getting live shows open again so hopefully they will they will find shows on the indie there's obviously as we say there's other good promotions out there who doing some incredible work at the moment in your AEW impact but um, but yeah, what were your thoughts on on some of the talent that left, and is there any talent you're desperate to see go to another promotion? I think in terms of WWE, you know, they look to monopolise the business, and that now a couple of years later, after coming out of a pandemic, you know, is biting them a little bit. Um, there was always going to be a time where they would have to get rid of some stars, especially when you look at you know NXT UK and, and the cost of, of running that, the amount of um, stars that are on that roster um and just i think in general nxt as well you know you've got the performance center you need to blood these new stars which like you say with ever rise was a shock because they were featured so much on sort of youtube and backstage segments they were a, a comedy team that you love to hate um yeah i i liked carl anderson's tweet he was he was uh driving for them to you know come straight on impact which i think would be a good landing spot for them yeah Definitely, and well, you can see well use you can use the Good Brothers as a good example. Uh, and they've obviously gone to Impact and had some 
some great success on there. Uh, but there's there's a few again with again Killian Dane, another one. I loved him with him with Drake Maverick. I thought they had a really kind of good sort of team going there. Um, and again, it just he was someone who was used well pretty regularly on on NXT TV. I know there's there's been weirder releases this year. You only got to look at Strowman main events in a pay per view, and then a few a few weeks later he was gone. Alistair Black made his return on SmackDown, and then a few of well, a few days later he was he was gone. So I'm not going to say these are the weirdest ones this year, but they were just more I think, all, like like all of them. They're all just very gutting. Yeah, to, to I think sort of was it um, August Gray got released as well, and I think he was on a yeah. main event this week and. Uh, his tweet was quite funny because he mentioned about a loser leaves town match. <laughs> um, and he obviously losing that match, being fired or released from his deal in, in WWE. It was a uh, quite good timing. And it just shows that, you know, you can still be in the business, business thinking without having that or that deal and that contract. And I think it was Champa that quote tweeted him and said that, you know, that was, that was really smart business because, eyes will be on him um, see what he does next absolutely if you can handle it very professionally that's what more people want if you're going to be sort of again how I know how frustrating it can be uh, um, but if you're going to be sort of kicking and screaming then yeah I mean promoters may kind of not want that attitude but uh, but no I think with a lot of them they've handled it a lot of them handled it well obviously a lot of them have handled it in a comedy sense which is and this sort of stuff just won't go unnoticed and like you said I I really hope we do see a lot of this talent uh, in the not too distant future on on other on other promotions and and again one hopefully as well it will sort of revitalize the indie scene we've seen well, we've seen over, obviously, for the last eight, the last sort of 18 months, how badly the, there's a lot of Indian promotions we've already mentioned in the UK, how, how badly a lot of the promotions have struggled. Uh, again, not, uh, obviously not just with the pandemic, but with the speaking out movement as well. There's been, it's been a terrible time for the, the last 18 months for these indie scenes. So hopefully with some of these names now available, it will give that indie scene the kind of the resurgence and as well as competing against some fantastic up and young coming talent around the world. I look at sort of Ring of Honor and I've used that as quite a good example how much their roster has been sort of gutted by WWE over the last sort of five to ten years. And it's nice now that they've got options of who they can hire. And I'm looking at the likes of Buddy Murphy to be like a future Ring of Honor champ and really sort of, like you say, flag fly the flag proudly for independent wrestling and some some people might not see Ring of Honor as a independent promotion they might see it as more mainstream but you know they were really drove the indies in that in the beginning you know with Danielson and Samoa Joe yep Tyler, Tyler Black you know Chris Hero Carson Ugly who is obviously Cesaro now so I, I've interesting question for you here Nick because yeah. Killian Dane is obviously dating Nikki Cross do you think that she is next on the chopping block? I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, um, and I mean, if it's, I mean, with Nikki Cross, it's. I mean, uh, she clearly has a great attitude. They, I mean, they've clearly mentioned already how 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 much they they approve, they obviously really admire her work rate. I know that can mean nothing because we've seen obviously the releases, but yeah, it, it, it would. When you look at all the couples that have kind of been that have been split up over the last sort of twelve months. You only got to look at well, Lana's the most recent one with uh, with obviously Miro, well, Rusev, Miro, and AEW. So and you I, had uh, obviously Peyton Royce, Peyton Royce with it, yeah, it's with, it's yeah going. exactly. Oh, sure, uh, so it's, it's interesting. Yeah. I think as soon as one of that 
pair goes, what happens to the, the other person? There's always that question to me. And is her gimmick kind of a her new gimmick a last stand in WWE? Time will tell. But just to me, that strikes of desperation. It's yeah. good. It's entertaining. But it's like, well, this is all I've got left now. I mean, when I first saw it last week on, on Raw, I was, I mean, I just felt just shade. I mean, it was sort of just me going, well, this is just sums up WWE at the moment on Raw. It's just uh, if it can't get any worse and then they pull this out sort of thing but apparently though when reading after, after it apparently it was she i don't know if you want to believe it or not but she requested this it was her idea so i admire that if it was her that put it together and she she, she wants to go with that then great but um i mean personally i just i've always been a big fan of nikki cross loved her gimmick on well when she was on nxt so i just again it's always i think with her it's always been the case of don't sort of change something that's not that's not broken is the uh, the last member standing of sanity? As well. Yeah, so I did see that as well. Yeah, with obviously, well, um, given how well Eric Young's doing on Impact with Violent by Design, uh, this also opens up the question: maybe could they potentially, uh, with Wolf getting released as well um, uh, last month or so, could could they potentially go into um, Impact and and meet up with Eric Young again in, in Violent by Design? That so, so there's so many questions with loads of these wrestlers as you mentioned ever rise. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd take that one step further, and you know, AEW want that, to bring in that trios belt with the cross promotional stuff. Ooh. That'd be a great way to to kick that off. Absolutely, yeah, oh dear. So th- again, this is where we're finding the positives in in the you know, negative. All this excitement now, where these wrestlers are going to go? Um, as you say, how well AEW and, and Impact are, are booking stars. Um, there's just all this excitement of the, the these dr- kind of dream matches that we're going to get. These great uh, these great feuds we're going to get, great rivalries, the cross promotion, as you rightfully said there, with well, not with just AEW and Impact, with New Japan getting involved as well. So there is a, a lot of excitement as well. And again, with sort of live fans coming back, it's it all just makes it going to be a very interesting few months ahead as well. And I'm still very intrigued of what's going to happen at Impact Slammiversary, given that they've they keep doing these hints. I know there was. Samoa Joe, who's well, no, back on NXT, but the, when they were doing their original promo for Slammiversary, they were sort of saying about, they did like a radio thing of all the wrestlers getting released, and it sort of, yeah, I think the tagline was, we're getting our world back. So I'm still intrigued about who will show up at Slammiversary, and I get the feeling it's going to be a few of the released acts. Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, the likes of, uh, of Buddy Murphy, I think it's got to be uh, top of that list there. Uh, Absolutely. You've got Alistair Black. Yeah, course. well, hopefully it's Tommy End. That's Tommy um, End, yeah. Um, one of my favourite wrestlers on the well, probably is my favourite wrestler ever on the indie scenes as well. When I was since I've started going in in 2016, he was one of my just my favourites in progress back then. So yeah, no, there's just a lot of excitement ahead with uh, with these promotions. This is the violent gentleman Tommy Jackson, and you're listening to Broken but Glorious. And on that subject as well of of excitement. Um, well, as we've seen as well with the tickets uh, announced, WWE have actually announced the live tour for September. A uh, bit of a, um, it's a bit of a weird one. I don't think they've got any. Um, I don't think it's going to be any uh, televised shows. I think it's more. Um, I think it's going to be a SmackDown kind of house show. The way I'm looking at it, because uh, one, they haven't said it's going to be tele- televised. Yeah, they? I mean, I was having a look on the sort of AXS website, which is obviously in partnership with the O2, um, and initially it was supposed to be in May. Um, so yeah. what they're doing is more like a rescheduled non-televised event at the O2, which I believe is on the 20th of September. That's right, yeah. 
Um, so a lot of the tickets that you're able to buy at the moment are, are the resale ones because initially for May they sold out the arena. Um, there are still some available, I think, ranging between sort of 20 and 60 pounds. It, it's tempting, obviously not being to a live show for such a long time. Um, but, you know, house shows, great in terms of wrestling because you get to see better quality of match rather than move set, break, promo, break. <laughs> Yeah, match for five minutes squash break promo. You know it's it's tough to watch sometimes when you're watching a a raw live, let alone on the TV. Yes, no, I I can couldn't, couldn't agree more. I mean, with um, well, I remember when uh, my first live show was back in 2014 at the Brighton Centre when WWE came down, um, and I thought that was a fantastic show um, they they put on there. Um, and since then, I've always sort of come. I've sort of always gone to the the live shows that they've done. Uh, when again in 2015 or in house 20- shows live shows they flow so much better yeah exactly yeah. They, they do and you know where you stand you've got your interval break as well so you can go and get uh, a drink as well go to the toilet and stuff so uh, I, I do agree I think when, especially when I was well we, we both were there and well I think I've been to I've been to a Raw and a Smackdown in the UK but going to the ones sort of in um uh, in New Orleans, well, has given how big the shows were, and given it's the the raw after rain, you sort of feel a bit. You don't want to leave your seat. You you're worried you're going to kind of sort of uh, you're sort of worried you're going to miss something. Miss a big moment, no, absolutely. Yeah. And, and the fact that like by that point you're completely shattered from WrestleMania. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, we saw that on the SmackDown. I think it was for some bloke a few rows in front of us actually falling asleep. So um, I was worried it was going to be me, but yeah, so someone be me to it but uh yeah no um exactly it does it does it does take out to anyone who does a wrestlemania uh, a long wrestlemania week not to mention all the indies that were before wrestlemania as well how great they were but yeah when i was when i was doing the review on here i was sort of saying it was a it was knackering without even going through all the wrestling sort of all the matches so it's um it's pick, picking your your battles wisely and yeah. you don't want to sort of over overwork and overdo yourself before the big show mania because you know I think this what they did this year split over two days they have yeah. they have to do that moving forwards oh, it's, it's better for the performance yeah um, and it's you know it's better for the crowd as well because honestly it's nothing worse than sitting in there sort of eight hours and oh, I, I think over the years as well it, it's it's told in the atmosphere on the main events and the crowd it's not necessarily due to the performance or the match quality it's just by that point the crowd's totally totally burnt out and disinterested. You, you're spot on. I mean, you've only got to look at, I think it's sort of, it's sort of from post sort of, I think 30 was one that kept us way through. That was a good show. But yeah, I think you're talking sort of from 32 onwards, really. Um, um, I think they've, yeah, they have completely overdone it on. And so, I mean, even hearing people who've been to other WrestleManias, like the people, uh, the what culture guys went to the WrestleMania 35. And from what they were saying that when it got to kind of four matches left, people were just, yeah. It was people were just almost fall, fall, falling asleep then, but you also forget the alcohol intake as well. People are doing it's gonna it's gonna knacker people out. It's gonna it, it is hard to keep everyone fully entertained for that long. And it happened the, the New Orleans one that we were at as well um, towards the end. It, it, it I think as well, yeah, two nights just makes sense as well because you're gonna get people. No one's gonna really just tra- well, you, apart from locals, you're gonna get. People People travel and they'll be more than happy to have it for, for two nights. And like you say, we'll keep the atmosphere both. It'll keep, it just makes complete sense to have it over two nights. I think as well, when you've got a, a slightly smaller card, the quality of match is better. You know, yeah. you haven't necessarily got those throwaway matches. Yeah. Um, the manias that I've done, I've done sort of 27, 30, 32, and 34. 
wow. all in an enclosed stadium, you know, so I've not done a mania outdoors, but I've always found that when manias are outdoors, it's a bit like lethargic in terms of the crowd. You know, yeah. you, you lose that atmosphere when you're not inside of that dome. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting. It'd be, be interesting to see what happens with SummerSlam as well. Obviously that being in Vegas and an enclosed stadium, uh, are they going to go for the long show? By the sounds of it, they are going to. Um, that's going to kind of be their WrestleMania this year. I know, I know we had a crowd in, in, in Tampa for Mania this year, but what was it, 20%, 25%? Yeah, I think it was 25 Yeah, I think out of the... Yeah, I think they originally wanted 60,000 in, but I think they had 25,000 in the end both nights, which is great. But yeah, it's not a full stadium, which it's going to hopefully... Well, which it will be in, in Vegas. Do you think it's going to be Roman against Cena for that one? Or yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah, but I, I think it will be my my. I think it should be. I think it will be Roman against Cena. I think we're going to get Edge versus Seth, and I think we'll get Roman versus Cena, and I think we'll get the one I really hope we get is Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. I mean, it's interesting to me because obviously Edge attacked Roman on last week's SmackDown. And I don't know whether that's just like to throw people off the scent, you know, they may be going to try and set something up and then, you know, Seth's going to come and take him out. And that's when we get Cena staring down Roman, or is that the start of the build for, for you know, your main event? So how many weeks we've got now till SummerSlam? Probably like... Fair few, yeah. yeah. Got about, is there another um, pay-per-view as well? Money in the Bank? Yeah, we've got Money in the Bank so. in a few, three weeks, I think it's... Uh, once. Yeah, about three weeks to Money in the Bank and then it'll be another four weeks. Aren't? Yeah, so you've got plenty of time. It'll be interesting to see them. Perhaps we'll have Roman Edge at uh, Money in the Bank and that's when we get a, a cash-in, potentially. Yeah. Who, who, who's your sort of... Who are you thinking for Money in the Bank? Um, to be honest, I think it's it's wide open. Um, the competitors that are qualified so far, not really too sure. Well, <laughs> why, um, it's a, a very unpredictable stage at the moment, and you can tell with the storylines. You know, a lot of them are being thrown in the in the dumpster fire after a week. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing that shocked me about the qualifier matches last week, a lot of the kind of the unexpected. There was a few unexpected kind of winners in the qualifying match. Um, I, I think for me, I called it. A few months ago, I thought it would be Big E. Um, but, yeah, now I'm starting to potentially doubt that. Because, uh, like you say, usually faces tend to cash in reasonably quick. Um, I, I mean, to be honest, if you're going down the Big E route, then you'd want him to dethrone Lashley. Yeah, definitely. Uh, which I think could work. Um, I think, especially if, if Lashley's going to... Um, well, I mean, you could almost write itself if Lashley is resting Kofi at... Money in the bank, Big E wins. Lashley beats him up after. Then, then boom, there's your kind of storyline. But and then yeah, that and it also I guess it depends on if Brock is actually coming back. I know there's been a few reports of saying no, he's definitely not. And there's a report saying oh, he 100 percent is. So it's it's hard to know who to kind of trust or or what to believe. But I, I'm, I'm holding out for Brock. I, I want to see Lesnar back. I know he's he gets some people aren't a huge fan of him anymore, but I just think he's pure box office. That's, that's what at the end of the day it's about making money isn't it exactly well, that thing is money. that will set it. I mean there's always the thing of pushing for ticket sales I mean pre-COVID before we went into Wrestlemania um, oh, what Wrestlemania was it yeah the Wrestlemania 36 um, there was I remember listening to a podcast and they were saying that apparently before um, Goldberg won the title going into it he um, 
apparently ticket sales weren't what they wanted, but apparently they gave the title to him and apparently they managed to shift like an extra 20,000 or something, something ridiculous since he won the title. So with, with these mainstream shows, sadly, that is always going to, going to be the case of, of big names. Yeah, exactly. You're running a business at the end of the day, so... Definitely. Hi, I'm Troy McCarthy, and you're listening to Broken But Glorious, the best podcast to ever feature me, Troy McCarthy. Well, on the whole kind of subject, we've mentioned it with the COVID era. One thing I was going to discuss on the show today is we we are what we're about a few. Well, AEW's got one more show at kind of Daly's place before they go back on tour. WWE, we've got about three more weeks left at the Thunderdome. Um, I mean, how do you think it's gone with sort of the COVID era? I mean, the way I look at it is the way I, look, I mean, I know it's easy to critical. I mean, some of WWE's TV has been absolute diabolical. There's no denying that on, on Raw and SmackDowns. The way I look at it though is especially during the real dark times last year where no one really knew where they stood. It was, it was nice to have that bit of, ex- like to have that bit of an escape from it, especially WrestleMania last year. It was nice to actually watch something, uh, stay up and have that bit of excitement. Um, I mean, yeah, what, what's your kind of been your, your view on the, on the COVID era, so to speak, I hate calling it that, but it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I take your side of the fence in the sense that it needed to carry on. Like, they couldn't stop that, you know. I know a lot of people were saying, well, what about the performers and the health and safety and all that sort of stuff? But, you know, they, they, they wanted to continue. They wanted to carry on. And they put on some great shows. So I think in terms of the era as a whole, like, now, like, it should have ended three, four months ago. And sadly, it hasn't. Um, but that's just the way where the world is as a whole. Um, but no, I think, you know, it's been nice to see even British independents that have had YouTube shows um, to try and raise a bit of money for the performers that, that weren't earning, you know, there's been, there's been new things that have, have been tried as well, which has been good to see. Um, I'm not so sure on the camera cuts at times, um, but you know, the Thunderdome cameras, for example, yeah, cameras on the edges of the, uh, the ring, ring posts as well. Yeah. Um, even when they did the greatest wrestling match ever, oh, you know, God, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they were trying new things. So, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, things. no. And without the COVID era, I'm pretty sure we wouldn't have had the the Firefly Funhouse match. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, it, right. it. It did give us two and the most <laughs> the Boneyard match. Two are probably one of the best WrestleMania matches of all time in their complete weird uniqueness. Um, uh, and obviously Stadium Stampede as well for. For, for for AW, there has been some, there has been some certainly some highlights for that. And like you say, yeah, it is good that they've tried new things. I mean, with with sort of with AW setting the thing, I like the fact that AW had the talent that weren't competing as part of the audience to keep it going. And WWE kind of took that idea on, which just helps. Um, I, think I think what's I, really helped AW is you know the likes of Sammy Guevara's um, vlogs that he did does. Obviously, yeah. being the elite as well, just to sort of heighten the storylines, um, as well as the way that they've sort of handled being at Daly's place. I kind of feel like yeah. they've handled it better than WWE have at the Thunderdome. Um, whether that's the size of it, whether it's the crowd, like you say, or I don't know what it is, maybe. It's obviously open air too, and they've been able yeah. to try new things, new backstage segments. I had a good chat with Sam Wilson about this and it's a tough one because we're both massive AW fans so we didn't want a bit of the bias to come to come into this but the way I just look at it is it felt more like when I was watching AW weekend I, I, I sort of 
apart from realizing we're in a pandemic, I sort of didn't really see anything too seamless that the, the, like some of the wrestling quality that I was watching that didn't feel like, oh, this is all behind closed doors. This is crap. Um, whereas, because we still saw some, some world class match. You never look at uh, full gear, uh, that, um, that absolute amazing tag team match between the, uh, between FTR and, and the Unbucks. Uh, is that because AEW weren't really pumping in the noise though? Like WWE in their like piped crowd noise, mate. I, I think so. It seems so false. I think that's probably what it is. Uh, but I think also just in general booking terms, I think almost WWE have I felt like throughout they've almost sort Not of had a plan. Sort, they're kind of winging it. Yeah, winging it as it's gone. Absolutely. I think the only thing that's and stuff stuff has don't get me wrong, stuff has come off pretty well. I mean the hurt business. No, no one could have, no one could have predicted that that MVP when when he made his return to Rumble, he'll be one of the best things going in WWE in six months' time. Um, uh, so they, some stuff went well. Don't get me wrong; I'm not going to completely smear it all together. I thought the booking Randy Orton last year was very good. Um, the Alexa but, stuff, like I think, I found that very very entertaining. I know well, you, Lance, no, Lance, Lance and Chris are both on the show. We've had our disagreements about this, so uh, I'm on the I'm on the fence that um, that if my I think if I was caught watching it, I think I'd rather be caught watching something. Like, I think the way I look at it, someone said this funny on Twitter, and um, it made me laugh. It, I think it's more easier to explain watching porn if someone comes in than watching the Alexa <laughs> Bliss segments, um, which is this the I can't stop seeing that tweet now. <laughs> Whenever it, whenever I'm watching it, I just yeah, I'm thinking well, if someone walks in on me watching this, it's going to be very hard to explain what I'm actually watching. <laughs> um, but yeah, though, no, like I said, there's been some some, some great stuff, and even not mentioning Impact as well. Impact have obviously had a sheer complete no fans in the stadium, but the way they've kind of I spend with their camera angles as well. They they yeah, I think they they've been very good as well. I don't want to speculate, but would we have got the uh, Forbidden Door had we not had the COVID era? Yes. Yeah, very good shout. Um, yeah, that's a very good... I think obviously you have to look back at... Um, yeah, you only have to look back at... Um, yeah, was it uh, Winter is Coming? Again, that was in the height of it. Uh, that was obviously in the height of the pandemic. So it, it is an interesting... Preston, would you're absolutely right. Would we have would we have got this? Would 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 we even be thinking that it's even possible to have potentially uh, Tony Khan working with WWE in the future? But COVID's kind of given us that. Yeah, these weird S- talks. Super show on the horizon, perhaps. I mean, I'm I'm d- daring to dream, and I'm still part of me thinks. Yeah, part of me thinks. Yeah, it's never going to happen whatsoever. Part of me's thinking. Yeah, I reckon it could happen. It could it could happen. I mean, well, when you like sort of all. plant the seeds of like you know Jericho being allowed on Austin, that's it. Yeah, skull, like no one thought that would ever happen, and that did. Yeah, my only lots, worry of that, lots of little things. My only worry of the Jericho one is it. I think does it prove that that he really doesn't care, Vince? But um, I, I I I don't know. I think you're right. There has been a few sort of clues there. Um, I mean, I remember watching Full Gear back in November and thinking, why the hell is Don Callis on this show? And I never thought anything of it. Little did I think that in a month's time that we would have, well, we would have almost Impact steal the AEW title. Uh, so I think sometimes these little clues can, yeah, you're right, can go a long way. It's certainly uh, certainly interesting times and lots to look forward to. 100%. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, obviously other stuff we've seen during the sort of trying to come up with WWE's timeline. We sort of started off with just the the complete sheer So I remember the, just the novelty of it all when it first happened, when it first went behind sort of closed doors. I think everyone was sort of like, well, this is quite great. I think it took about a month after Mania for it to kind of wear off, but then they sort of used the thing of bringing the talent in. And then, yeah, moving to the Thunderdome, uh, I think it was SummerSlam, wasn't it? I mean, I, I don't know if you have, I mean, I personally have, done a Thunderdome episode on I think it was a Smackdown I, I thought I'd do it I have you have you experienced the Thunderdome no I was tempted I was very tempted to do it for the um, was it the, the Rumble uh, but I didn't in the end I, my, one of my friends did it and said it was a novelty it was it was good, that's it, you know, yeah. good to do it and good to say that you've done it um, that's exactly I'm actually it. you know staring at my Wrestlemania 36 bottle opener because I thought that would be the only mania behind closed doors and Technically, it is because we did. Yeah, no, it, it, it is. Yeah, yeah, no, it definitely is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm just currently staring at that, but um, no, I, I think in terms of the, the COVID era in general, they've done what they needed to do. You know, they've continued to provide entertainment. You know, I think you just got to look at the views that they've been getting on YouTube. If we're talking purely WWE, that's not really gone down. You know, if anything, you could argue it's gone up with the likes of Bad Bunny, the influence that he's had. Yeah. Um, obviously, Mania, they're still the juggernaut they are. As much as they're releasing um, staff and superstars, they've still got the money there. They're a multi-billion pound company, so they're there. They're not going anywhere anytime soon. A hundred percent. And I think you're right. It's I think certainly with NXT. I mean, me, I'm personally, I'm a massive NXT fan. I'm a massive AEW fan. Since AEW's come in 2019, it's kind of done to an extent of what I wanted it to do. It's got a, um, it's, 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 it's given, I want, all I want to see is great wrestling, whoever I'm watching. I don't, I don't ever want to see a, a wrestling company put on bad shows because, and you know, we love wrestling for a reason. And, and since AW's come in, well, I've started actually watching Impact as well, which I never thought I'd do. Um, but, I, I um, think if we're talking NXT, like, I think that's arguably the promotion or if you call NXT a promotion, it is. That's that's you know this era has helped the most yeah. in terms of building up new new stars or newer stars. I know there's obviously the likes of Bronson Reed was quite heavy on the independence, but no one thought that he'd go on to have the run that he has as North American champ. You look at the Rascals, obviously MSK as well. Yeah, kind of come out of nowhere and now they're like one of, if not the best tag team in WWE or across all the promotions. So. I think in terms of NXT, it's helped them like just reboot and restart. You know, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, I know the feud's not finished yet. And that match at the Great American Bash will be fantastic. Always is between wait. them two. Yeah. But it was, was getting to me a bit, bit stale. You know, you always have the same sort of champions at the top and those long reigns don't seem to be happening anymore. It's a bit more unpredictable, even the likes it of uh, Pete Dunne in the, in the title scene, which is great to see. And, you know, one day he will, he will win that title. But, you know, the unpredictability of it has been fun to watch. You know, and it's a shame, really, that Samoa Joe's return was spoiled because that was a great, great moment. It was, yeah. I know if, if there wasn't any leaks or anything, I don't think. I think people just wouldn't have believed it, given that he was only released what about a month ago before then. So I think it would have been a, a general holy shit moment sort of no, thing. I think that's the great, and that's what I mean about NXT. There is the unpredictability, you know. That of course they uh, bought the women's tag titles in as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of new stars that they've 
they've made. Obviously, Leon Roth at one point won the North American title, didn't he? And that was sort of a shock moment, unexpected moment, yeah. whether it was a, a botch or not. <laughs> That's a, another another question for another day. But yeah, I think NXT, it's helped them the most, in my opinion, the COVID era. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that's a very good point. I think certainly in WWE and um, as well with all this, with having all these options to watch all this rest, I think given people are in their houses that they they will actually, there's been times like certainly for me, I've watched NXT now for well, for a while, a long, long time, uh, but there's people out there who probably don't watch any. I know, I know the mainstream fans only just watch your mainstream TV, but since having this, they're like, oh, okay, well, I'm not got much else to do. I might as well watch NXT and it'd be great to have the um obviously having them them in and i completely agree as well what you said about the unpredictability because i think pre previously of nxt it was kind of always the case of someone wins the belt when they drop it and actually move up to the main roster we kind of saw that with bobby Roode, drew mcintyre andrade um nakamura, nakamura yeah um or even balor as well um owens samoa joe um but now we've kind of gone past now they've actually have an established bit of roster i would still like to see i think a few of them move up i think uh i think they've just taken it as far as they've gone and i think i think nxt's in a in a in a, in a good place now um for a few of them to to, move, to certainly move up i'm hoping that you can't hear that uh, rain in the background I'm just looking out the window and it's just uh heavens have opened in oh, a uh, sunny sunny worthing <laughs> we've just got a gloomy uh hayward teeth um, brown sky at the moment so yeah <laughs> that's fine um, but yeah no I think that's um, I think that's uh, well, I don't, there's anything else you want to discuss I really appreciate you having me on Nick um, as, as I said before if you can check out the website the Twitter follow us it'd be great um, and yeah just carry on carry on chatting wrestling because it is, is a wonderful thing to have as your hobby Absolutely, and we'll be sure to, to have you and potentially your other guys on as well in the future. Um, well up for the quiz. As, well up as we've opened as we've opened the forbidden door, uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be very keen to have to have you and, and many of your many of uh, even some of your colleagues on. If you ever want to promote anything as well uh, to come on, then then yeah, we'll certainly uh, certainly uh, look to have you on for that. And um, as I say again, we'll put the we'll put a link in the description as well to uh, to your platform so our listeners can can check it out and. Um, as I say again to all our listeners, yep, keep supporting us. We really appreciate it. Um, you can follow us at BBG Wrestling W Pod on Twitter. And um, yeah, it's good night from me. It's been a pleasure, Nick. Thanks very much. Cheers, mate. Bye bye.